0: This is the Her House Podcast with your hosts, Chrissy Heller and Haley Lenz. Enjoy the show. Hello. Welcome to Her House. Hey, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm tired. We just got back last night from Carmel. And I'm just, you know, it's like one of those things like going away without your kids is so amazing. But what you really need is like to come home a day early without your kids, keep them at the grandparents house for another day. So you can get unpacked and organized and everything. So you're ready. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not complaining, please are gonna be wrong. But it's just like, you know, we got home at like, seven o'clock last night, kids in bed, then like, it's like, here we go here we go Yep, back for it in the morning yeah so you know it's like the cleaning lady came this morning amazing but then i'm cleaning for the cleaning lady you know it's like that whole thing yeah no it's It's nice like welcome back to reality yeah it's nice just to like have a minute to reset like anytime like my mom babysits for overnight i'm like yes this is amazing like i don't even want to do anything because i just can like catch up on my life and clean the house and I know it's like you wanted, but you want to like do all those things because then you can't like. Then you just want to like go out and have fun, which is like Joy's and I problem. Like we have no resistance. We're just like, oh, let's do one more thing. I know. I saw you guys like went out like the night before Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Well, you know, we were in um, head, foot, and mouth hell basically. Yeah. Um, Gray got it from school, and so I. It's like the sick one sickness as a mom. I've been like so fearful of because it just. Children and no offense like it just looks gross yeah so it's like this is horrible honestly gray didn't get it that mad like i was expecting way worse but then we got the call on wednesday to pick up Lola from school and we're like no but so we were just like bummed because on wednesday night in our heads we were like we're not going on this trip and we wanted to go to carmel so bad just the two of us to celebrate um, Joey's birthday, but we were like, I think we're done. I don't think we can go. So like, yeah, Wednesday night we just randomly went out. Um, We got a babysitter like after the kids went to bed. It's just the most clutch thing ever. They never know they were there. And we went out to Trevor's. Yeah. At um, 36th and Indian School, which I feel like is going to be like our new spot. Yeah. We ordered, I haven't been, but we ordered, we ended up ordering pizza from there Friday night and it was so good. Was it good? See, we didn't eat there. Okay. Yeah. No, the pizza was great. Yeah. I feel like that I love that there's more spots around town. Yes. It's awesome. So wait, so let's talk about the hand, mouth, and foot because, you know, for those of of our listeners may have realized we didn't have an episode last week. Yes. So Chrissy's (laughs) dealing with this with both kids. I also got a call from daycare on Tuesday. And our kids go to the same daycare. Yeah. So they're like, hey, hand, mouth, and foot's going on on like your child looks like she's got some spots like she didn't end up having it but it was just like a nightmare because then you know we had to balance like working and daycare and childcare and like let, let me just say like by the end of the weekend I was like so ready for her to go back to school today <laughs> I know it's a lot of work it's a lot of work that's why I was like we were like if we can't go on this trip like they, they the doctor says like they're really not contagious once the fever goes away for like 24 hours but but they just like gray just looked bad. Like he looked like he had it. And I've, I've seen people at the park with their kids when they have it. And I'm sure they're out of the contagious phase, but like, it's just, you're like to your kid, please don't play with that kid. Like just because it's so highly contagious. And so it's so scary. So I'm like, we can't take gray anywhere. So not only will we not be in Carmel, we will be sitting in our house doing nothing. Yeah. So Ugh. well, I'm glad you guys got to go. And Joey yes. got to have his birthday trip. So yes. had you have you been to Carmel? Yeah. Yeah. Well I'm from, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm from Northern California. So I've I've been duh. quite a lot. Yeah. We used to go, like my friend and I in high school. They had like a coach outlet there, and obviously coach was like big in high school. Yeah. And so like, they still I, have a coach. Sport. Yeah. I didn't even really care that much about Carmel. It was like the coach outlet was there. I'm surprised they had an outlet in Carmel. Yeah. I
1: that, know, is, that does not
0: seem karma. It doesn't track <laughs> no. now knowing that. But like in high school, I literally could care less about the beach, which was so stupid of me. It was just like one of those things, like you don't really realize what you have yeah. no, no, <laughs> around sure. you. And so to me, I was like, oh, Coach outlet, Got to go there. Yeah. And so um, yeah, we're well, yeah, trying to like, you know, for Joey and I, like. The way we judge a place is, like, basically food restaurants and walkability. Like, can we walk everywhere? We do not want to get in a car. And Carmel just really hits Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So nice. So, yeah, we were definitely, like, on Zillow. Like, what can we do to retire? (laughs) It it does kind of hurt, like, knowing the places that you like. Like, it kind of reminds me of, like, the West Coast version of Newport, Rhode Island. Okay. So that was – so – I love Newport, Rhode Island, favorite place ever. And then Joey's like, well, Chrissy, this is so much easier to get to. And, like, I think I think maybe Newport is, like, a little bit more reasonably priced, like, a little bit more. But Carmel, you can use your round, where Newport, Rhode Island, like, you don't really want to be there in the winter. Um, so Joey's really high on a second house in Carmel when we oh, retire. But, okay. And they're not, they're not great prices but like we only need like a little bungalow you know we don't need anything crazy yeah we'll move in with you because yeah, well we want <laughs> i don't know we're gonna be in like 500 square feet <laughs> be so, in the bunk bed uh... yeah <laughs> <laughs> We're like, you just need a small place, like two bedrooms, but it seems like you really need like five mil to like get like anything half decent. Yeah. No, it I mean, that's one of the reasons I feel like I moved out of California in general is just oh, like yeah, and saying everything is priced and then the taxes. But I do get it there because it's so nice. Everything's so walkable. It's just like, even if you go a little bit outside of the town, it gets like a lot more like, you know, technically reasonable, mm-hmm. but... It was just so lovely. Yeah. So this is his birthday trip, right? Yes. And how – does he care if we say how old on the podcast? I mean, it is what it is. He's 38. Wow. Which is like not to make his birthday about me, but like how am I old enough to be almost married to a 40-year-old? Like what? <laughs> like that just seems I know. weird. That is really crazy. So like I was thinking about this um, – and I guess like we have kind of talked about it too, but like, I mean, my husband's only like one year older than me, so it's really not that big of a difference. But like thinking about like, are you, like, are you where you want to be at this age in life? And like, you had mentioned to me that you always are like, oh, like I look at like, like Joey's like my, like my high watermark, right? Like, yeah. oh, what was he doing at this age in life? Like, you know, like what was yeah, he Yeah, Joey's at? like 30, four and 30, a half 30. to like five years older than me. So yeah, I try to like, I try to always make more money than he did At my age. Yeah. Because then I'm forever beating him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I always compared some like my parents, like best friends were like my marker of success. Like they both went to U of A, just like me and my husband. Oh, really? And, um, well, they were also attorneys. So like a little, you know, I'm not to that level of smartness. Um, but like, I always, am like, oh, like, am I as successful? And I guess like, you know, there's many ways to look at success, but like, I always think of like success, just like in like, monetary terms, it's like, you know, am I doing as good as them? Like, am I where like they were at this age? And I just really like, remember, Like when they were 30, they were like really killing it. And I remember turning 30 and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like so behind these people. And it's just like a weird concept to think about because now I'm just like, okay, like everybody's on their own timeline. Like you can literally like be super crazy successful when you're 60, you know, like it doesn't have to be like at this stage or like at this age in life. But it is weird. Like I feel like birthdays always kind of get me thinking of like, oh, okay, like is this where I imagined I would be at 25, 33, like whatever age I am? and I so I more so think of it like not so much in like age but in of myself but in the age of my kids mm-hmm. I'm like oh my gosh I have a real family now like I have two kids like that are like kids you know like they're not even like a oh, new more and like I have two kids So like the other day like when we were on vacation with the kids in Tahoe like I did have a little bit of a moment like wow cool like we took our family on a vacation like Like we go on a lot of trips with like my parents and stuff, but like we did this, no one else came with us. It was just like, we're taking our kids on a trip and it was a little bit like, cool, Mm -hmm. we are doing this. And obviously we're doing like other stuff, but that was like a moment where I was like, okay. We're like really (laughs) adults. Yeah, like, so are you where you thought you would be at this age? Yes and no. I think if someone told me, that I would be making the amount of money that I have so far in my career, I think I would be so proud of myself. Like I'd be like, whoa, I never thought I would make this much money. Cause I think in my head, I kind of thought I would like be a stay-at-home mom, which is weird because that's like, just so does (laughs) not fit my personality. But I just think you kind of thought that was the dream. And then now that I have kids, that's just not my dream at all. So yes, I think in that sense, and I'm like proud of our home, and I'm proud of like being able to like give things to our kids. But I would have, if you told me the amount of money that I was making, I'd be thinking I'd be living a much larger life. And I'm not saying I'm living like just this very casual life. I know we're lucky in things we get to do, but like I would have thought that we were like killing it. Yeah, I mean, inflation's really it's right. really stealing a lot. <laughs> Like, what do you think? No, I, I, I'm totally with you. Like, I think in, like, some regards, like, if I'm thinking about, like, my 15 or, like, 20-year-old self, I'm like, wow, like, I'm, t- like, doing exactly what, like, I thought I'd be doing. I'm exactly where I thought I'd be at. But yeah, like, the, <laughs> the money certainly doesn't stretch as far as I thought it would. No. And you know what's, like, a weird thing? Like, I don't know. I feel like social media, because it allows you to see into, like, anyone in the world's life, like... Our world was very small when we were in, like, high school and college because we really only got to see, like, the people that we associated with, like, our neighbors or our friends. And it's kind of like – like I said, like, my parents' friends were, like, my high watermark, you know. But now I'm like, oh, I can go and look at anybody online and see, like, what their life is like. And that is just, like, a weird thing. And I know we had Rhiannon um, – a lender on like a, a few weeks ago when she was talking about how like social media has almost like ruined what people's expectations of homes are. And I feel like that's like almost ruined like the same thing for success for people too. Cause I always have to like, well, my husband reminds me, he's like, stop looking at other people's lives, like stay in your own lane. Cause I'll look at other people that are 22 and just, I'm like, Whoa, like you're way more successful than I am. And I'm like 10 years ahead of you. Like, how did that happen? But it's just like, you're looking out of like one out of like 7 billion people in the world when you do that. I don't know. I think it's just like a good reminder to think through too. (laughs) For sure. And I feel like, I feel like I had, I'm like starting to get more of like this epiphany. Like I always thought we'd upgrade our home, right? Like I was like, okay, when we bought this house, we'll upgrade like every few years, we'll upgrade, we'll upgrade. And then like, it just dawned on me. I'm like, we are so comfortable in our home. Why would we upgrade it? Like why, what would be the point of it? Like, sure. Like a nicer house would be cool, but like, why when we are so so happy in our home so then it it kind of gives you like this extra like comfortability you're like okay well i'm good as is so like yeah maybe it'd be cool if we can get a second house one day or something like that but it's less so like it's more so like feeling comfortable i feel like we live in an area where you know as we get older and like our kids go to school like we'll probably be living in a very small house compared to a lot of other people but as long as you're like but i'm like we'll be comfortable like we're going to be getting that second house in Carmel maybe because yeah. we're going to like just keep it low key, you know? Yeah. I mean, you guys got it. the market well, like yeah. such an amazing time. Too. I mean, yes. Like we time that, like, I mean, we wouldn't even be living in our own house if it weren't for the timing of that, but it does feel good to just be like, yeah, I'm not going to upgrade. Yeah. That's, like, a really nice feeling because, I I mean, I, you know, obviously, like, my house is plenty large, but it's also, you know, if we think about having another kid or whatever, like, kids stuff takes up so much space. So, you know, I'm always on the hunt. But, like, yeah, I feel like that's one of the hindrances of life. It's, like, if you are trying to keep going to, like, the next level of whatever measure, like, success you're looking at or, like, you know, is it the next career move or, like, the next house or, you know, next dollar whatever it is, it's, like, when is it enough? Like, what do you, like you know, you got to kind of decide like when you get comfortable and like, okay, with being comfortable. Right. Yeah. And just, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a weird, and then, yeah. And then you're always like, we could make, you know, whenever you go on trips, I feel like, especially with your spouse, like, obviously you're just like, those things come up and you're like, well, if we do this, if we do that, and usually on these trips, Joey and I are like, well, we want that. We want that. We want that. And this trip, we were just both like, and I think it's because we have hit a point where we are both very comfortable and very happy in our lives where we're just like, how can we just like set as much aside as possible so we can just like do this all the time? Yeah. And it's easier. Like, I think when now, like we're just more comfortable where we're at and we're not like dying for other things. Yeah. No, that's, that's an amazing place to be for sure. Okay. So I guess like, I'm not alone. I always, like whenever I'm on a trip or a plane, I just like start like ideas. It's like, oh, Oh, what's my next business move? (laughs) Like, okay. I thought that was only me. I mean, it's definitely us. (laughs) Like, that's literally like prime, like trip. I'm just like, that's like my time to like start thinking about like any idea under the sun. (laughs) Yeah, it is cool because you like see other people and then you're like watching them and I'm like, well, how did you get to be where you were? And there was like these two ladies on the plane on the way there, um, behind us. And they were just like talking, like they were just two women probably in their big like, fifties or sixties, and they were the way that they were talking, they were both single, but you could tell, like they were both like killing it in there. Like you could just tell by what they were saying. It's like you guys are you guys are doing well. And I was just like, Oh wow, like good for them. You know, it's just like doing it on there. Like, I just thought it was like, cause you sometimes like, you just think of it as like, oh, you have to be like in this relationship. It's like two single women. They were just like
1: killing it, you yeah. know? And then
0: they're just like living this retired life. Yeah, no, totally. Well, and sometimes people have to think about, or people always tell you, like have to kind of choose between like your career or your family or like your health. And it's kind of like, well, how do you have it all? Like that's the goal. Literally, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think say. you have it all. I think you've got it all, all together. No, so do you. You have know exactly. It's just tiring. It, well, it is tiring to to try to have it all. That's for sure. Yes. Yes. Um, anyway. So um. yeah, that was just my thought about <laughs> life's measures of success and like, you know, every time you get older, what, like, what's the goal for going forward? But I know. Yeah. But yeah. So that's, So now it's back to reality. The market I feel like is, um, I mean, like it seems very slow after Thanksgiving, but we had like a few open houses this weekend and it was like the most traffic we've seen in a while. Really? And just people – so I went to the mall this weekend. Everyone asked me if I lived in town or if I was visiting. So was it people that, like, actually lived in town or was it just people, like, visiting that were curious about? No, it was, like, see. this was, like, actually people that live in town. So okay. um, obviously I wasn't, like, there myself, but from, like, the feedback that I got, yeah. So it was – I was, like – I mean, one open house got, like, 10 groups through, which is kind of wild, especially for a house that's not new to market. Right. oh. Um, wow. Yeah, we've been lucky to get like, you know, three groups through in a 2-hour open house. So that was really, really good. So maybe things are going to, you know, start picking up a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say so like what is that um like what like what does that mean? Like where do you, like what do you think that means for the market then? Or like I think in the coming year things are going to pick up. I think no matter what happens with rates, like I think they are trickling down, but I think either way people will be like a little bit like well, we've waited it out too long. Like we need to move for mm-hmm. whatever reason. That's what I think. So I think next year will be a good year. Um, But it just kind of, it kind of, I don't know, obviously don't know, but I think next year it will pick up. But I've been continuing to say it's going to pick up. So what do I know? And I'm the opposite. I'm like, it's I going know. down. <laughs> so I know. We'll see. And so one of been- us will be right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it is funny because I went on a listing appointment with another agent and it was like her client. And so she was like the lead at the listing appointment. I'm just there to like, I'm going to list it with her, but she's like the lead. And she, and she was advising them exactly how she thought she, she, what she believes at the market. And she's like, yeah, you should list now. It's going to drop. And in my mind, I'm like, well, I don't think so. I think it's going to go up, but I'm you're the lead. Like you, you, you know, and neither of us actually know Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so interesting. Does yeah. that happen a lot if you're like co-listing with someone that they have like a different idea or opinion as you? Um, I think right now, because really no one knows, it's more likely to come across people that have completely different mindsets. So I would say that's not typical. Like usually, we usually like are on the same page, but I think right now is such a toss up that it's not that weird right now. Yeah. Do you think like uh, well, I, I guess like what I want to know is wh- why were so many people out looking for houses this weekend? Was it just because people are starting to be like, all right, I give up. I'm going to go get into the market. Or do you think it's like interest rates falling? I think it's probably both. I think I think the main consensus is as soon as rates start dropping, everyone's going to start buying and then, break, uh, then prices are going to go up. So I think people are like, okay, they're trickling down. This is my window to buy before things go crazy. And sellers still are taking, you know, they're they're negotiating right now. So like you can get a very good deal. Like if I were a buyer and like say a million dollar price range, I would probably like put like say I wanted to spend up to one two on a house right now. I would probably like put my search up to like at least one five. Really? And you think that you could get a one-five house for one two? Or I don't think every house, but like if you're priced at one five you probably are already willing to take maybe one four mm-hmm. and you just have to find the people that are like desperate enough. Right. Like, I mean, most times, no, but there's our overpriced homes. Like I think there's a good amount of negotiating room. You're probably going to get told like go away on 95%, but you got to try because there's definitely motivated people and no one's really doing price reductions right now. Cause it's not affecting it. Mm-hmm. Typically you do a price reduction And you see another influx of showing requests just like when you come new to market and that is just not happening whatsoever Uh, you could reduce the price and you don't get one call do you have any ideas of like why that would be like even if you have a significant price reduction i think it's because people don't necessarily think the prices are bad right now and they just are worried about the overall payment Mm-hmm. and not, like, the actual price of the house. Yeah. And so I think, that's, I think that's why. Right, because, like, even reducing the price of a house, like, at certain price points, it's like it, it barely reduces, like, the payment. Exactly. Even if you're doing, like, a significant, like, $100,000 price reduction or more. Exactly. So, and I think just because we haven't seen prices go down that much yet, it's just no one's willing to, um, you know, like – you just, it is is you're betting on interest rates going down. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I, so, you know, I always track our local market and I noticed for November, the number of active listings was significantly up this mm-hmm. month. So do you foresee like that trend continuing on? And I know this time of year is usually like kind of our better time of year for like more people will list their house, but do you feel like that trend will go on? Or do you think that listings will stop? Um, well, I think, like, typically right now we are in, like, the slowdown. So, like, October ones is, like, our pickup. And then okay. once you hit, like, Thanksgiving, it's no one wants to list their house over the holidays right? For the most part. So, like, right now would be a slowing time. So, yeah, like, active listings going up right now is not great, I would say. Um, so, yeah. And I, I think we'll get – I think come January 1st we will see another, like, influx of listings because a ton of people are, like – Will call their agent now and be like, okay, come January 1, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And that's very common. So um, I would bet that we do see more come on the market January 1st, but depending on how many buyers are coming, it, it could offset very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot up in limbo and it just kind of depends. Like, so one thing that I noticed is the unemployment rate has gone up not a ton, but like 0.5%. No, not 0.5. Yeah half a percent since April, which was like at the very low. But like one of the indicators for the Fed to stop hiking rates is if um, unemployment goes up, then what that means is that basically like they need to stop hiking rates to kind of like stop that from happening. But if unemployment goes up, then there's a problem. Probably not like in our exact, you know, local, local area, but like there's more of a problem than with real estate because then if people don't have jobs, they can't buy homes. So it could go a lot of different ways. I feel like just depending on. ends up happening i mean i'm still going to be a bear (laughs) i know i i yeah i we will see i i i'm i will tell you like as much as i've been very positive about the market and like not thinking prices are going to drop i've been very surprised at some stuff that is on the market at the price Mm -hmm. point it is with no offers like i am i am surprised by that and that's not what i would have yeah Should we do, like, an on-air bet? I know you like betting. Okay. All right. Like, you know, like. Okay, sure. Like, okay, so my bet is that by the, by the, I I bet the market's going to drop. Well, it's already dropped. This is the thing. Kind of it's already dropped. So I'm going to bet that, like, our local market, is in our zip code, drops at least 10%. In? In the next year. Oh, in the next year? Oh, yes. I will bet on that for sure. Okay. I do not think that will happen. Okay. I yeah. think it will. Okay. So this time, so it's, and let's just say December 1st, or are we just going to yeah. talk for 2024? Well, yeah. Because, well, here's We're the just, thing. It could drop 10% and then it could go yeah, back yeah. up. So okay, I guess, so we'll like, what's the time? Do, we'll just look at all of the 2023. And then at the end of 2024, we'll look at it. Okay. And it'll have had to drop at least 10% at one point in time. Great. Oh, well, like, I feel like the overall market, 10%. Well, here's the thing. Like, what if it, it might go back up? That's the but thing. I'm expecting. I'm expecting it to go down at some point, but it, I don't know when it'll go back up. Okay. Well, I feel like we need an average number for the whole year. Okay. Because you know we're still up this year, but just in this zip code, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because like in Phoenix, we're down. I think like six yes. percent. Uh, but like right? in this general, okay. zip okay. All right, which fine. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go this zip code. Down ten percent from peak. Over that course of the next year. From peak, so that would mean like the peak of this year down ten percent. So like the highest high of this year down ten percent. At any point next year. Yeah. Well, here's the thing with like dropping, like think things dropping. You just don't know when they're going to like go back up. Like, so I'm going to say like the like whatever bottom it is will be at least ten percent. All right, I'll go with that. I, I think that's a little bit more like, because I do think prices might drop, but then I think they might go crazy mm-hmm. again. So like, I think if we average it out, of we not okay. hear that, but, Yeah. Because like, sure, I'll take that. If you're saying like, you think generally things will go up, right? Yeah, yes. there's obviously going to be like little piece of values everywhere. But like I'm saying, generally things will go down eventually. The, everything goes back well, up yeah. eventually if you have a long enough do time you know for know that I like, someone told me this stat the other day, it's like only in six years in our entire history of like the United States have home prices dropped. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not, it it doesn't happen that often, but it has happened nationally this year. Yeah. And in Phoenix as a whole, it has happened this year too. What's interesting with Phoenix though, is like the last time, like in the Great Recession, like Phoenix crashed so hard comparatively to, you know, other places and and everywhere had like a big crash. But that's kind of like Phoenix to me is like a boom bust. Again, I know our zip code is a little different in Phoenix, but I still think like the trickle down effect will hit that's my that's my take okay we'll so see. all right what do we what do we want to bet oh um what's our wager here hmm. this is a long way out I know maybe we'll need to think through yeah, like think what through it'll it. be how about like we'll take you guys to dinner if okay, we lose great. and you okay. take us to dinner Love that. Love that. that. and it's got to be at like you know we got to go to like a nice place for sure <laughs> depending <laughs> on but if the, but if I really really see the problem is if I lose this bet then i'm also probably doing really bad at work so this this was not a really thought through bet on my my end but no i will still take it but like, i'm gonna stay positive if you lose this bet i'll be buying a house from you so true true so then that was so also like kind of win so, yeah 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 and then- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Love great. it. No, yeah. I, I obviously I want to win the bet, but like I want you to have a lot of business too. Right. And I mean, <laughs> if the market goes to... down, it's also not bad. Like I think if it takes enough of a drop, then obviously like buyers will be like getting opportunities and stuff like that. But I feel like my business is more like definitely like the majority of its listing based. So it's you know I'm wanting prices yeah. to stay high just because that's where I feel like majority of my businesses right 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 no I get that so all right well like I said (laughs) if if you lose the bet I'll be buying a house anyway so so what's your measure like at what point are you going to be like okay screw it I actually don't think prices are going to drop that much like for me to buy a new house yeah like for me it just doesn't really like you're just not gonna you won't do it unless they drop yeah, or rate if rates go down significantly. Yeah. But if like rates stay high and prices stay high, then no. This right. doesn't make any sense to me right now. Right. No oh, I get it. So I don't know. That's where I'm at. But yeah, if prices fall. But do you think if you were living in your old house, you'd be feeling way differently? Like I'd feel like I needed to move. Yes. Yeah. So you were living in a much smaller house. With Cammy, that would be tough. So like a lot of people are probably in that scenario right? right. where they're like dying to get out because it's just they're busting at the seams. Like, you guys are totally fine. Maybe with another kid, it gets semi tight. Yeah, no. And like, I'm, I mean, in a, I'm in a very fortunate place in my life to right. even like have this Correct. problem. Correct. Like, oh, do I, like, should we think about buying a new house? Right. right. But like, yeah, no, it's, I, we're very comfortable here. Comfortable is like the key word of today's <laughs> podcast. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> um, oh, geez. No, but like, yeah, we're super comfortable here. Like, so, you know, do we need to move? No. Do we want to move? Yeah, it would be nice. Um, So like we could have like a real podcast studio. That'd be that's a goal. That's a dream. That's a dream. That's the thing we're not accounting for is like how much this podcast is gonna blow up. I know. I know please listen, subscribe, like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like like, subscribe, follow. If you anyone wants to be our sponsor, yes, we have our own email address for the podcast. (laughs) Just herhousepod at (laughs) gmail.com. I actually think I would like really like thrive at doing the, you know, the ads. Sometimes I listen to those podcast ads and I'm like, you guys, you could have made this way better. Oh yeah. I think a lot of those ads are really dull. They're so dull. Yeah. I think you and I would be really funny. Yeah. I think we could do really good ads. Yeah. So if you want to be our sponsor, like we're here, we'll do a little song and dance for (laughs) you. Oh my God. Okay. I feel like we're being like very silly today. I know. I'm like, you can tell I'm like so tired. I just, I don't know what's going on, but Okay, the last thing I think we wanted to talk about, which was kind of a, I guess a big thing was what was going on with like the hack, right? Oh yeah, so I don't know like too much about it, but it's kind of insane. Like Fidelity is a huge like title and escrow company. like, And essentially, so wire fraud, it always scares me. Like you sign a million disclosures when you're buying a house about wire fraud um, because there's so much fraud out there. Like people know how to like, They'll hack your email. They'll understand that you're buying a house. Like these fake emails that they can come up with and send to get you to wire money is like insane. Like my biggest thing to buyers and like, before you wire your money call, like always call the title company and make sure that you are, you know, email or sending it to the like, that they actually sent you the wiring instructions because these hackers can create these very good emails. Um, but essentially, there was some like hack scare um, with Fidelity and all their brands. And so essentially, they just shut shut down, I think. They shut down all their systems in order to not get hacked because, I mean, the amount of escrows they do on a daily basis, like I can't imagine how much money they have in their accounts. right. Um, Because if anyone doesn't know, like the escrow company is basically what manages the money of the transaction. So before someone sells their house, it goes from the buyer's account to this escrow account before it gets to the seller. So um, it's holding a lot of money. And so, yeah, Joey had a deal um, that was supposed to close. I think it was either Monday or Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. And they just had shut the whole thing down. Of last week? Of last week. And it still did not close today. Wow. Okay. So- does, does that mean like, because they're not just commercial, they're residential too, right? Oh, yeah. So, so like I'm actually shocked I haven't heard about it. It's not like a title company or escrow company that we typically use. Um, but it's, I mean, it's huge, like, I can't, I wouldn't even know how to guess how many deals mm-hmm. they have. They're nationwide. Yeah. Um, so I just thought it was a good lesson because Chris, who I work with, is always like, close the deal, close the deal. And sometimes I'm like, well, like there's deals that with investors, it's like, okay, if it pushes to the next day, you know, and he'll be like, close it, close it. And this was a perfect example because now this is like, you could have had a deal ready, set to close. And then, you know, someone was late on a signature. It's like, no big deal. We'll do it tomorrow. And now you're like over a week out. Yeah. Wow. It's, I mean, not, this doesn't like totally translate to software sales, but we always say like, you know, if a deal pushes, like every day adds risk to like actually getting the deal done. And I'm sure it's the same because like people can cancel contracts, but there's implications, you know, once you're under escrow or in escrow. Um, But it's like if it like, so our stat is like if a deal pushes past the date when someone said they would originally sign you, you actually your close rate goes down by 50%. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think that, yeah, it's probably a little less in this scenario, but I just can't imagine like how many people, I mean, we've had deals where like someone died or, you know, and we weren't expecting that. Um, but I just can't imagine. I mean, 1031 exchanges where there's like a deadline oh, on yeah. needing to close, move, just movers, just people movers. like having moving trucks. Right. Wait. Like, And this was like over Thanksgiving. So like it, it not only like escrow companies were closed Friday, so like Thursday, Friday. And then I don't I don't know for sure, but I don't think they're up and running because I think Joey's deal is like ready to go. Everything's there. They just can't actually close it. Wow, that's so crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's very <laughs> I, it is one of those things. Like anytime you're under contract on a real estate transaction, it's like beware scam, like fraud. Like, and I'm always so scared. Like every time, but... I'm so scared because you're you're wiring. It doesn't matter like what the price point is. Like to that person, right. it's a lot of money. Right, and so it's just yeah i always tell people to like make sure you call before because the i've seen some of the emails and they're crazy one person once told me they almost they almost sent the wire but they had known their agent for forever so they never like actually called her by the real name like like she never called her haley she always mm-hmm. called her like sweetie or something and that was the only thing in the email that got her like that made her think hmm that's weird oh other than that it was like so other than that they just impersonate like the title agent's email Mm -hmm. and a lot of those emails are like encrypted messages too right so you have to like click something and then like sign into the encrypted thing so those are those are becoming a lot more common so i don't i'm sure the hackers can figure that out too But a lot of these that I've heard of have just been like normal emails. Yeah. And now they have those like encryption things. Yeah. So the best advice we're going to give on this episode, because clearly like we've been a little bit loony today, (laughs) is like when you get the document from the title agency that says where to wire the money, call them and confirm the routing number and the bank account number, right? That's basically what you're saying to do and call them. And get the number like from... Like the contract, like Mm -hmm. don't get the number from the email that they just sent you. Like make sure you're talking to the person that, you know, because it's, um, and on that note, actually, um, this is like extremely scary, but someone, um, I know basically be with all this, like AI stuff going on, there was a, like an AI thing that basically was able to call Um, Someone I know, he has a daughter who's like, I don't know, she's maybe like 14 or something. They were able to fake her voice and call and pretend that they were her and said that she was kidnapped and to wire all this money. Wait, I've heard of this scam. Yes. And so he obviously was freaking out. It was like, I don't know, late at night, he was out or something. He came home. He was about to wire the money and his daughter was asleep in her bed. And they had faked her voice so well. Um, So I've heard like the thing you need to do with your husband and and with your kids when they're older is you ask, you have a family password. So if someone has like your kid and you're like, okay, I will wire you the money. I just need them to tell me the family password. And if they can't tell you the family password, then don't do it. Because then wouldn't you wire money in three seconds if someone... If you think if if your kid technically is talking to you on the other line, yeah, it's very scary. no, that's a, that's a really great idea to have a password. Well, I, you you heard about this last year, so like, um, so my oh, yeah. husband had like oh, one God. of these scams, and he like, I told I was like, don't respond back. He of course like responds back, and then it's kind of it was a very scary scam where they said they were scary. like going to like kill him and like sent like pictures of like dead people. It was very. Very scary, anyway. This was, like, via text message. This was via text, yeah. He had called the cops, and the cops were like, yeah, we're pretty sure this is a scam. But anyway, like, just, like, people out there, like, have literally no, like, just no shame whatsoever like oh I'm gonna do this really scary scam to someone you know like the kidna- kidnapping like again they yeah, just they, like, like went after think about, your like, family yeah like just think like your heart drops in that moment like that is literally the scariest moment who cares if they want the money right like that's like a separate thing it's like literally these are money scams but it's just like and that was the same thing that my husband happened but it's like so no you are just him to send money yes so the, these people are just out there but like it's literally like they're putting people like in total fear at that moment in time. Of course. And I think, I think it's because they know at that point you will do whatever to protect. Yeah. 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 So, so So anyways, yeah, the, the other tip is to have like a family password that only your direct family knows. And then, um, you know, if something like that happens and you don't know it, then, you know, it's AI, which is insane. Yeah. That's a great idea. Cool. All right. Should we wrap up? Well, Let's wrap it up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Well, this was great. Yeah. Talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Her House. Please be sure to rate and subscribe.